This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and FireLapse.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or SLIPANGEL We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free slip angle or track tune t-shirt. Head over to firelaps.com and start letting your data be your coach. For years, Slip Angle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving trackside. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. Hey, Adam. Hey, Abe. It's Friday night. What's happening, baby? It is late. It's 9.37 p.m. And I just want to say thanks uh, for carrying the load on the show this week. You have been recording one-lap episodes while I have been busy uh, not I have been recording them first thing in the morning, during lunch, and uh, rapidly before dinner at night. It's been working pretty good. So, my um, my work life and my grid life are making my podcast life difficult. Yeah, I know. Well, at least you're tossing them up and editing them and stuff. Um, for those who have listened to some of them, like the way I'm recording is speakerphone into a room mic, and it works pretty well, especially when you're talking with you know somebody who's literally traveling on the highway for like the sixth day in a row after battling a racetrack and a car and all this stuff with one lap america things but randomly i get this like weird click 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 and i haven't figured it out why but i appreciate those who have for the few for the few pieces of the shows that have uh, bared through listening to them i apologize about that we're trying i'm trying to figure it out so I don't know what it is. I think it's the phone. I, I think it's probably the, the cell signal coming into the phone that's being picked up yeah. by the, the device. Got to be something weird like that. So I've tried different placement of like the phone versus the computer versus the mic. And yeah, I don't know. I can't figure it out. So it might be a stupid SD card, too. I haven't had time to pick up a new one. So anyway, we got some guests. Yep. Um, we've got Matt Jones, also known as Jonesy, and Andrew Rains. Man, I hey. thought I was Jonesy. You're not Jonesy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jabay hey. Jonesy. Um, yes, yes, I don't get to be Jonesy anymore. I mean, no. you're you're just everyone's Jabuddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Jabuddy. So well, uh, uh, first I want to say that, uh, Andrew, you shared some exciting news with us right before we started recording. Uh, what is your big news for the next couple of weeks? Uh, I got the suspension disassembled on my dirt bike. Nice. Well, that was not, no. not what you were talking about, was it? No, no, it's not. I, I was going to say, he's yeah, working on his dirt bike right now. What? Yeah, no. Yeah, we, we got a ticket for uh, for Grid Life Midwest Festival for GLTC. So coming up to race with all the buddies at uh, Gingerman. 
the, forward to it. The last event you did was CMP. Is that right? It was. Absolutely. You did solid, too. People were like, damn, that E46 is better than the sum of its parts that I can drive. I heard it from like half a dozen people. So yeah, The car's good. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's fun it's to really watch. So. The other uh, person on the a- line is uh, Matt Jones, who's uh, new to the Grid Life universe, but we wanted to have him on the show to talk a little bit about cars. Maybe trailers as well. Mm. Yeah, maybe trailers as well. <laughs> it's more fun to talk about cars, though. Yeah, so you were you were just at Road, Road America. How did that go for you? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I went with uh, MVP uh, track time with Mark Pfeffer as some a little HPDE up there. Mm-hmm. Um, new tarmac for this year. Um, How is those, it? How is it? You know, super smooth and not rubbered in yet. So okay. um, not as fast. So uh, the guys that actually know what they're doing were telling me uh, they're probably about ten seconds a lap slower so no i don't believe Ten that seconds? i don't believe it for a second <laughs> uh now it was kind of rainy overcast wet on saturday most of saturday and then it was pretty nice on sunday and um so i don't i don't know um i i got to ride in a um a viper with a nine liter and a sequential gearbox Dope. um Sweet. and uh that guy he, it sounds like he runs up there quite a bit. And last year he was running a 222, and this this pretty fast time. We didn't have we didn't have open open lap, but he ran a 231 or something, you know. So okay, yeah, interesting. And, and the tires the tires looked really good at the end of the day, uh, uh, you know. So it looked like there wasn't a whole lot of rubber coming off, and I didn't have what do you guys call those rubber pellets? All the little we little, call them tractors. Yeah, the OPR, yeah. other other people's rubber. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there wasn't a whole lot of OPR uh, spraying everywhere. So, okay. yeah, but so it was super fun. I'm sure you know over the next several weeks it'll get probably more rubbered in over I guess throughout this season and and uh, yeah, going down into uh, turn 12. I think that's Canada Corner. You know, usually it's pretty bumpy. You're coming in pretty hot right there um, for yeah. that right hander. Um, and that's real smooth now. Hmm. There's not that little dip in the in the road right under the Corvette bridge that you used to feel before oh, yeah. the turn in. Yeah. Is um, wow. obviously early May is still kind of uh, spring right. springish for for Elkhart Lake. Um, yeah, uh, it's kind of a dice roll on whether the weather is good or not. Did you have really great weather? It was uh, pretty rainy, uh, overcast on Saturday. Um, in the morning, it was like really coming down, but then that got better. And then Sunday was great. Yeah. What what, uh, what kind of temperatures were you at? It wasn't super cold. It was like um, 40s, 50s on Saturday, and then 60s, 70s on Sunday. Okay. Well, Sunday sounds pretty ideal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. We haven't been there in what a little over a year, year and some, year and a half now at this point, probably. Yeah. Um, we lost our we lost our October date last year because uh, they were doing the repave. And uh, they told us when they told us about the repave the year prior, I was like, "This track's plenty smooth. What are you guys doing?" <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but because I mean, we go to a bunch of tracks, and a lot of tracks are way worse than that was. Right. But, oh yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm really I'm really anxious to uh, to see it in uh, when are we going there? End of July. Yeah. Yeah, we're going there with NASCAR and Carrera Cup. Our Touring Cup series is going to yes. be a support series for Xfinity. Well, it's not so. just That's so Touring cool. Cup. It's going to be a, a, what, a session of time attack as well, right? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, one run group of time attack. So we'll have like 30, 35 cards of time attack. And I think we are going to be right around 62 to 65 cards of GLTC, which is going to be insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's uh, just so I get an idea, what's the equivalent to Gingerman? What's up? If you run, if you said you run 60 cars at Road yeah. America, what? What do you- so our our self imposed limit is twenty five cars a mile. So we could do pushing a hundred cars at Road America, ah, um, but okay. but we don't want we do, we literally don't want that mess. That's a potential right. mess, you know. Right. Um, at Gingerman, I think the most we've ever had is fifty two. Okay. Uh, fifty three, which is a lot. It's a, it's lot. a lot. And <laughs> yeah. even if the cars yeah. are stacked up, it's like. Um, on their way into 11 cars are taking the green before the last cars have made, uh, the corner turn 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, so with a single car or single class of wheel to wheel, like everybody's racing each other, you try to get them stacked up tight, but, uh, right. know, especially, you know, it's, it's especially hard when there's inclement weather, et cetera. But yeah, the most we've ever probably had that stacked up at Gingerman before the start finish stand and we're around turn 11 was probably the first year, and that was like 38. And after that, you just get the last 10 or 15 or they're definitely they're pre turn 11 before the green flag goes. It just mm-hmm. kind of just how it is. So. Adam, you'd have to, to check yeah. the stats on it, but hasn't um, wasn't the Watkins of Glen event that we just did our largest field ever. Uh, I believe so. I think uh, what was it 56 or something registered or 62. What was what I thought was really strange was the, uh, the, the cars like lined up perfectly on pit lane and there they weren't constrained for space at all uh, mm-hmm. but the the line of cars was very very long pit lane at Watkins Glen is mega it's like a it's mm. bigger than a city block it's so big oh so, yeah mm. that place is just mighty place is awesome I've, uh, I've got a panor a couple of panoramic shots from the starter stand of the grid lined up it's pretty wild I'll, I'll drop in the group chat here so I always get like nostalgic's not the right word, but I get a little I don't know sentimental or, or um, uh, spend a little time thinking about like if you take a race start at in the starter stand at Watkins Glen, it's like well, you know that's that's not a place that everyone or even every motorsports fan gets to see, and so like every time you do it, you're like well you know this this feels a little special. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was very cool. That's cool, especially a place with that kind of history. I mean, yeah, we, we sure had a fun. turd of a weather, though. Man, good grief. <laughs> Ryan, I, I listened to the podcast that you guys uh, were talking about that. It sounds oh, crazy. Man, we got we got wet. We just get like it was most of the most of each day was like it didn't rain hard. It just didn't not rain. It just freaking pissed on us all day. It was terrible. So that sucks. Yeah. yeah. We sent, but, we sent uh, one of our BMWs up there with Brian Power. Who's, yeah, uh, he, he did pretty well. He did great. He finished fifth overall on the weekend. Yeah, real um, good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That he was the whole time. He's like, man, if I was in my Miata, this would be dicey. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's like the E46 is just they're they're so forgiving. Yeah, uh, easy to drive. That's one of those cars I've never actually driven on track. It's like I've driven a bunch of stuff, but never driven that. So. I, I drove. I know a guy. Matt Derus's uh, time attack <laughs> car way back in the day, and it was did like really? stock power. I've only. That was the only, uh, at the time, it was only the rear-wheel drive car I'd ever driven on track. Um, yeah. And so, like, I was, I don't know, maybe a little skittish just because, like, well, I, I'd never driven anything that, like, if, you're, if your right foot wasn't steady, you could spin a car. Like, the Evo 
that's not a thing. So I was a little uh, nervous, but it worked out. It wasn't as fast as I was imagining that it would be. Yeah, there, there, there's still momentum cars in stock form for sure, but like right at that upper peak of power versus momentum, in my opinion, at least. But kind of everything is a momentum yeah. car, but yeah, so yeah, they're just not they're not crazy fast cars. They're pretty quick, but they're not crazy fast. Matt, so. you've you've not been on the racetrack for very long. What was the first car you decided to take to the track? Yeah, let's see. I mean, I guess of my own, that'd be the car that I have right now, the C7 Grand Sport. That's a stupid car to learn in. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, and I'm still uh, learning. I'm, you know, I've never done any wheel-to-wheel stuff, so it's all been the E stuff, so... Yeah, Stay I'm away. Still, don't don't start. Know, don't do it. Know, Run away. Run away, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to not see you guys at Gingerman. So, yeah. um, when when Ashley and I like meet friends or friends of friends outside of Grid Life, and they ask, you know, what we like to do or what we do on the weekends, and mm-hmm. I talk to them even a little bit about cars, it's like, no, 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 man, stay away. Like, if you get involved in this at all, it will ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I guess we all hate money. And uh, well, I've just yeah, started let, joking with people hate. that heroin would probably be a cheaper hobby. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's maybe a little less safe, but like, right. definitely, it could be cheaper. I mean, I just had new fenders painted for the front of my car, and then today I'm like, man, glad I kept those old fenders because I really need to put 15 by 10s on if I want to go fast. So I'm like, I have to get some fender flares and like cut up the old fenders. It's it's just a never ending curse, man. Especially when Jason Tipple texts you, like that makes it even harder. Adam, with as much work as you spend, uh, or as much time as you spend, like modifying your car relative to driving it, I feel like wheel to wheel is not your thing, and Time Attack is a better sport for you. Mm, I don't think any of it's my thing anymore. But <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a, it's just a never ending, you know, it's a never ending thought thought project and like it's just that it's that it's just because this particular car i've had for 22 years 23 years or whatever it just it just becomes that other thing that you do you know you're like okay how do i make this car better faster more fun to drive and not burn up things as fast so you've been driving the same car for 20 years today yeah yeah i bought it in bought it in 2001 yeah right after 9-11 yeah so what was um what was your first track experience like with the Corvette? Like um, something I have on the back burner is trying to do a, an article for Tracktuned to give more uh, resources to people who want to learn about how to go to an event and what to do even before they get there. But like, uh, tell me, tell me about your experience. You're like, I'm going to go on a track day. Yeah. Did yeah, you have yeah, all your well, buddies with you that were telling you what to do or was it yeah. like you're by yourself? No way. I mean, I, I would have never done this um, had I not had buddies, right? And that's, you got to have uh, an enabler. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, my first track day with the Corvette was at Road America. Um, <laughs> it was a cool place to have another track day. Yes. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would have absolutely never done something like this. Um uh, unless I had buddies that had done it, you know, and that's, I kind of, that's, that's the, 
I mean, you guys are calling it a curse, but you, you know that this is the most fun thing. It's, it's an addiction, you know, but that's how you get into mountain biking. And that's how you get into running. And that's how you yeah. get into everything as you have a buddy, right? Well, we all have buddies. So yeah, I might've told huge. The, I might've told the story on the show before, but not to you. So, uh, if mm-hmm. you've heard it before, bear with me. The reason that I am connected to motorsports and grid life at all is because, uh, on like one Thursday evening in Ohio, uh, in Xenia. So, uh, if you were in that area, you know, that the Killcare uh, raceway, the, the drag strip in Xenia has test and tunes. And at the time they were 20 bucks, yes. like once a week. And, yeah. uh, I think it was, I actually think it was my birthday. Um, but Ashley was working late, my wife. And I was like, well, I mean, what am I going to do? And I, I had heard someone talk about kill care and I had never been to a drag strip in my life. I had never dragged a car ever, not even like not street race, not anything. And I was right. like, well, like maybe I'll just go to the test and tune. And, uh, if you, especially, yourself. If you're, if, yourself. especially if you're kind of like an introvert going to a place where you don't know anyone to do a thing you've never done before in front do. of a lot of people. Yeah. Was that's like super intimidating. That's a weird decision to make, and it was an especially weird decision for me to make. And maybe you were on drugs. Maybe I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, I oh, met well. some people while I was there on that day that made connections, that made connections, that made connections, and then, well, now I'm here. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Wasn't Paul and so you ran, you ran your car no. that night. Paul wasn't there, but a friend of Paul's was there. I think okay. you um, years ago. Do you remember when we went out to um, Willow Springs? One of my buddies, uh, James Hodges, yep. was there. Yep. So um, James was my co-driver for One Lap of America. He was a person that. Do you remember? Do you remember Jillian Barraclough? She's a NASA Great sure Lakes do. lady. Okay, so sure Jillian, I met that night at Killcare, and she was like, "You should meet James. He has an Evo." And then <laughs> after, uh, yeah, because, you know, if you have the same car, you'd be friends, right? Uh-huh. Jam- uh, yeah, Jillian's an enabler. I, <laughs> I got that vibe from her. And then from that, it was like, oh, you should meet Paul, and then you should meet Adam, and then you should meet Chad and Bertie, and then that was, that was the buddies. You got to have buddies. And, and was that Adam, have this Adam? Or is that uh, a different Adam? A different okay. Adam that now races GLTC. Okay, yeah, Adam, all right. Adam Ulrich, yeah. Will, will he be at... Uh, Grid Life Festival. He, he's so. got a he's got a rad Corvette. Um, it does have a rad Corvette. It's so good right now too. Oof, it's so good. He was at CMP. He was at Coda. I think he's running the whole season. So yeah, yeah it's a good looking race car. Yeah. And and he has an RV that usually has a margarita machine in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty solid. Matt, remember that. <laughs> remember that for Gingerman. Got to have yeah. buddies. So, um, so the reason we're doing a podcast, uh, is because we saw some stickers on a race car, uh, and we're like, what's that? And Andrew was like, let me tell you. Um, so what, (laughs) what, what's, uh, what's this new, uh, this new company that we, that we were told about on a conference call the other day. Yeah. So, so the reason that we're going to Gingerman to begin with is because of Tolos and that's, uh, that's where Matt comes in. So I'll, I'll let him tell the story because it's his it's his business, but I think it's really cool. It's a great resource for the community, and I'm glad somebody's finally got this idea because I'm just super passionate about. Like, I wish it existed five years ago, ten years ago. Yeah, I, I yeah. just it would have been perfect for me. Absolutely, it it should, and and that like have kind of being at the point where like we talk about racing being addiction. Like I've kind of graduated to the point in my life where I have a couple of business interests in the motorsports world, and so like I'm. 
one of the lucky few who doesn't like necessarily spend my own money, even though I do from time to time to do this as much as others. And so it's kind of graduated to that point where it's a, a business for me. And so I'm really passionate about like finding ways to like contribute back. And Tolos is one of those ways that's like for someone getting into this hobby, having this ability to go rent a trailer um, in the way you would Turo or rent an Airbnb just makes so much sense. And uh, that's what Matt's doing. And that's why um, when he and I met at PRI and we've kind of stayed connected since, it made a lot of sense to like work together and, now, thanks to him, we're going to be racing our car at Gingerman, and now we're chatting on a podcast, so I'll, I'll let him talk about it, but it's super cool. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, Reigns. Uh, appreciate it, and you guys are, you know, you guys are geniuses for having this platform on your show, you know, this is going to be the biggest and the best, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, uh, yeah, Tolos, T-O-W-L-O-S dot com. <clears throat> is a uh, it's an online marketplace for trailer rental so yeah you think of airbnb for homes you think of turo uh for cars and we want people to think of tolos for trailers and so um uh yeah and we're hoping to be able to help uh all your grid life listeners kind of give them some access to trailers that they may not may not otherwise have to help them get to the places they need and obviously and, certainly and in this the, the reverse is also true right we got yeah, a lot yeah, of listeners who have trailers yeah that, w- that was uh, one of the things we talked nice. about on the call the other day we were like well uh you don't use your trailer every day most people don't uh, maybe somebody else needs to use it the weekend you're not using it and maybe that helps make the payment on your trailer so like it makes a lot of sense right so. Yeah. yeah, you know, we we did some market research and overnight, as you, as you, you can imagine, it's probably a surprise to no one, but over 90% of trailers just sit there. Yeah, um, like almost all the time. And I think that's why Turo kind of took off, and that's why um, the founders of Turo, uh, if you guys are familiar with that, you know, that platform, they uh, they just saw all these cars just sitting around most of the time. And um, that was, I had a, kind of a similar thought with trailers and i it's amazing now that we're talking about it you guys and your listeners are going to now just notice how many trailers are sitting around you know you never noticed it before but now you will yeah that like there's a lot of trailers that their first set of tires gets removed because they dry rot (laughs) they didn't wear out right they dry rotted and they were like well i really can't go over 50 with these tires these are junk because i'd never use this trailer so (laughs) um and these things are i mean if you maintain a trailer it basically the lights have to work the brakes have to work and the tires have to be good like they're really simple machines so let's use them yeah exactly that's one of the things i thought i liked about the you know the concept was there's much less mechanical stuff going on with a trailer than there is with a car right so um, and even less than an RV, man, renting RVs yes. is a challenging thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And what I love about it is that, uh, Dorsey and RV share, they're doing it, you know? And so that, I feel like we're hopefully kind of riding on their coattails and learning some of the lessons that they've learned along the way. And, you know, this yeah. is, um, we've only been live for about seven months. We did uh, kind of a beta launch in October of 22. And so, yeah, this is still start up and but yeah uh, so appreciate you guys and rain's kind of helping me um learn how to do this i really have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> well, I'm an orthopedic surgeon 
And yeah. um, so, you know, uh, explain you know. then the jump, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm doing orthopedic surgery. I'm doctor, doctor. And then you're like, no, I'm going right. to rent a, I'm going to start a trailer rental company. Right, right. Yeah, well, yes. yeah. How yeah. does that happen? That that seems like a. That does seem like a interesting. Do you want my version, or do you want my wife's? <laughs> it seems like an interesting move. I mean, for a uh, for a side hustle. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So I, you know, um, <clears throat> I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur. I've always um, been interested in innovation, um, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I ended up. Um, in medical school and then on to uh, doing ortho. Um, and, uh, and one of the things, of course, about medicine is that it is changing, and we all know this. And sometimes, of course, that's a challenge and a bummer. And then other times that's, that's kind of exciting because there's still so much that we're kind of discovering, you know, every day. Um, and so uh, that's one of the things that really attracts me to orthopedics and I've been involved with, you know, helping design devices and have been a part of healthcare incubators and have invested in some healthcare startups and, um, and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, never really had any, any vision that I would pivot to something that has nothing to do with, with medicine. So, um, yeah, that I, I worked as an orthopod for, 10 years doing ACL reconstruction and uh, rotator cuff repairs, a lot of arthroscopic surgery, which is where, you know, you're using your, it's a kind of minimally invasive surgery using small portals and then using cameras and other instruments to uh, work inside a joint. Most of the time is what we were doing. And then your eyes are up on a, you know, TV monitor and your, your hands are down working. Um, You know, so you're not really looking at your hands while you're working. So, yeah, um, spatial uh, recognition and, and being able to kind of visualize uh, three dimensional spaces um, really is helpful in in those in that field. So, what's your wife's version? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Maybe you should ask her. Um, let's see. I think she would say something. First of all, you know. Uh, they always say that your wife is your number one investor. And so um, for all you uh, founders out there, all you entrepreneurs, never forget that. Um, she's been so supportive uh, the whole way. You know, she she came in, in to it with a lot of skepticism. And this wasn't, it, it seemed a little bit like a um, just kind of, you know, a, a pretty abrupt uh, move. But but there, this has been brewing for a long time. I I really like orthopedic surgery and, and I miss that. What I don't like and I don't love is, is medicine. And, and we can kind of go into that, you know, at a, on a future episode or just when we're chatting or something, but medicine has gone the way of, of becoming much more bureaucratic and administrative. And um, we as docs have kind of lost some of the autonomy and some of that professionalism and, and being able to spend that, you know, face time with patients and we're busy, you know, doing all this documentation and everything. Um, oh yeah. Yep. And so that's just, that's, uh, unfortunately I think, um, you know, kind of, uh, the corporate world of bureaucracy has gotten in between the doctor and the patient relationship, um, which is not awful right now, but I don't see it being better in five years and I don't see it being better in 10. And so part of the, and I'm 44. And so, that was kind of part of my thoughts where, man, if I'm 54 or 53, is, are things going to be kind of better than they, than they were? And so that was certainly part of 
some of my motivation. But um, when I came across this problem uh, where this this lack of trailers, I can I could kind of go into the story and the inspiration uh, at some point for how that kind of got started. But yeah, it was just that. Um, you know, we, we, we thought about it. We prayed about it a lot. And we, and, and so it was, it, and so I would say, M, my wife, she, you know, she's kind of seen me, um, do what I've done for the last uh, 10 years. And, and she knew that I was kind of itching for something else. And I, and, uh, so we'll see, you know, I tell people that I'm a, a recovering orthopedic surgeon and a starving entrepreneur. <laughs> there are probably worse things. Right. Right. But it it is a very it is a very odd uh, juxtaposition because in medicine, of course, we are taught to be very risk averse. You know, we 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 are taught to minimize risk. And of course, in in the startup world and and I bet this applies to you guys in racing, too, is you have to accept a certain amount of risk. And, And probably the people who are willing to accept even more risk probably are some of the ones that end up winning those races. Well, I can say that as an event organizer, I personally am quite risk. However, my counterpart on the show here, his name is Adam. Uh, Mm -hmm. Adam is incredibly risk tolerant because his go-to phrase is, yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) Well, well, it's not, it's uh, the go-to phrase doesn't come from like an ignorance of the uh, potential of problems, but uh at some point you have to push through problems and you have to push through, Oh, is this event going to lose a hundred thousand dollars? Well, we said this event was going to happen. So this event is going to happen. Let's figure it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, you know, all the wins that we've ever had have been completely balanced out by all the losses that we've ever had. Um, people don't quite realize that, uh, in event world, especially like, they don't always go well. So, right. Um, you know, sometimes you get rained out on Saturday and you were counting on that walk up ticket, you know, and it was um, so cold. <laughs> yeah. PPR Saturday last year was real cold. That was a, yeah, that was a nice, not that was a the nice ideal, wet day. Not <laughs> the ideal circumstance to host a music festival for many thousands of people. No, no, it was not. So, um, the uh, yeah we the best laid plans of men sometimes uh, have to get brushed aside by into the uh, into the gutter and you have to uh, make do so yeah and the, but, uh, but if you don't do something you can guarantee that outcome right right yeah you you can right? you can plan yeah. yeah you can you can you can plan as much as you want but you also have to like a, a core skill I think of like any entrepreneur and any uh, anybody, especially in the event space is your ability to pivot. If you don't have that skill, if you don't have the, the ability to make an audible that will mm-hmm. solve, a, solve a problem ASAP really in any business, like if you are hard line and you have to stick to the plan, like, I mean, that's a great way to dig your own grave too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm so Hello. excited to join you guys up there. You know, this will be my first grid live event. So I'm just really excited to, uh, it, uh, Midwest you know, is a fun people, one, um, and, you, and see, you've been to Gingerman. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was like maybe twenty. Let's see, two thousand five, probably. Oh, yeah, really? A long yeah. time ago. So, yeah. what what should uh, what should uh, Doctor Matt here expect for his first uh, his first Grid Life event? Because I've I've prepped him on it. You know, obviously we've talked, and I've 
talk them into coming with us. Uh, but but coming from like the source of all grid life knowledge, what what do you guys think someone should know <laughs> for, uh, for their person? Have you been to Have you been to Midwest Festival? I forget. Yeah, I have. It's actually the only track on the grid life schedule that I've been to before, like before showing up for a race with you guys. So I'm, okay. I'm stoked. I know which way right up. That's cool. So, so I, my piece of advice, and I think Adam probably has more, is um, be prepared to be at the busiest grassroots motorsports event that you can imagine. And with that, also um, have patience. Because there are people everywhere, and you might be in your car, and you want to go somewhere. Just be patient. Yeah, the the worst part about this event is getting to the grid, uh, at least Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Sunday with the DE stuff won't be as, as tough. Um, but Friday, Saturday, just getting to the grid, especially if you're gridded far away. We're pitted far away, which sometimes you have to be. Um can take a while like we we literally have a, a budget and a line item in the budget for a team of traffic directors at all the intersections so there will be uh, there, oh, wow. there's a there's a lead person just for traffic direction in out in the pits and he'll have like half a dozen volunteers rotating throughout the day just helping move cars back and forth like you know with whistles and they'll have bikes or scooters or whatever just trying to get cars back to their pits and get cars from their pits back to grid um as fast as possible uh, because it's become a problem it's like we've we've had people say it takes 20 minutes to get to grid so um that's the that's the biggest problem friday and saturday it, mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely gets better uh like you know on sunday but uh the other thing is like you, you kind of need to you know you need to prepare for all the weather and you also need to be prepared to stay up late and then wake up early <laughs> because somebody's going to be having more fun then you want them to be having until two thirty in the morning, mm. even if you want, even if you want to sleep at midnight. So it's it's a it's a pretty wild weekend. It's it's a fun one. It's always it's always one of the best weekends of the year for Wait, us. Wait, so. are you are you both staying at the track, or do you have hotels like sane people? <laughs> oh yeah, we're staying at the track. Good yeah, for you. That's Actually, Andrew, awesome, something <laughs> I remember about you is you partake in the late night karaoke. I, mm-hmm. I am. And that's not something that Matt and I have talked about yet about our weekend plan, but uh, I do like to partake in the karaoke happenings. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't you, think we can be friends anymore. It seems like Andrew Uh-oh. usually like kicks off the karaoke when he's sober. So that means like, you know, he's a psychopath. Right. <laughs> I love yeah. karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know alcohol required. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just the ability to, uh, to sing in front of people uh, with some semblance of seriousness means that Andrew. Andrew's crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Courage and crazy. Yeah. I was in a I band love, in high school. Yeah, don't, don't look too, you know. I, 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 love, got that, it. Got that I love it. I love it. Yeah, the karaoke is supposed to take place right by the tower again this year. I've been talking to the Tennessee buddies. So. Man, oh, I haven't man. seen them at all. Right. Yeah, Tennessee Georgia buddies. They uh, the Matt Williams RV and the uh, the Georgia Bros, Kevin Head, and they they uh, they set up a they set up a good party on Saturday night. So. Absolutely, so. yeah, Team Brock. Those are those yep. are my boys. I parked next to uh, unknowingly. Very first grid life event I did was the NOLA event. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, in 2020, and I parked. Uh, that's the first one I'd been to. First one I raced at the whole nine yards, and we parked yep. right next to Matt. And had I realized that I'd met him before at PRI one time, and he had an Apex Pro, and so all of oh, a sudden yeah. he starts yeah. coming up to me asking me about data review questions, and I'm like. 
do I know this guy? You know, and, and we got to be friends really quickly. And then all of a sudden I realized like we were in the best place in the paddock, you know, this oh, yeah, is where yeah. it was going on. Pretty cool. That, that, event, that event was pretty wild. That event popped off way more than I thought it would. But, oh man. I had a blast yeah. at that event. It did rain a lot on Saturday night, but like that event was crazy. Yeah. That I freestyle remember, drift was cool. I, I yeah, remember uh, just seeing video cause I wasn't at that one. The, I thought the, you were at that one. The video of um, Robert and Andy having steering wheels out the window while they were like nose to nose drifting. I yeah. I oh, thought yeah. that was just the coolest. <laughs> In the rain. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, uh, cool. The, the entire weekend was, that was a long, wet, crazy weekend. And then we ended off by basically not sleeping at all the, the, the last night after the event went cold. But um they left a lot of gates open at the racetrack. So there you go, man. That's that's what you need to know yeah. about your first gridlock yeah. event. Yeah, they okay. left a lot of gates open, and we had, you know, we might have had some drift cars, and we might have had some golf carts, and we might have been looking for gators. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Sunday night was wild. <laughs> oh man! I mean, it was it was like a five a.m. bedtime on Sunday night. So. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a fun weekend, man. That well, was a wild, and like, and it was peak COVID too. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, we're all gonna die!" And we were just like, "Fuck it, let's let's yeah. go." <laughs> like, awesome. What do you say? Yeah. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine. No. that little guy. <laughs> Don't worry about that little guy. Yeah. So I think you guys are making the right call by staying at the track. And my advice to you is: don't go to bed early. No. Okay. Sp- speaking of going to bed if- early, I. Uh, I actually talked on the phone today to our friend, the slumlord, Iowa man. Oh, really? About no being, way. about How's being a doing? slumlord. But, uh, yeah, I hope to see the hot tub at the event this year as well. What did you talk to Dalton about? What were you, what were you talking about? Being a slumlord. Oh, really? Do you, what are you trying to buy rental houses? Maybe. Or maybe. Okay. Um, but, yeah. uh, Matt, so one of our friends, his name is Dalton and his nickname is the Iowa man. And the okay. Iowa man uh, has at multiple events now set up a inflatable hot tub and mm-hmm. a like uh, a full size like Seven Eleven style uh, Slurpee machine kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, and they get into all kinds of crazy stuff. So they're people you want to be around. Yeah, I can yeah. visualize the debauchery. I I, yeah. I don't know I that you on... hold on. I don't know that you can. I might have been on his the roof of his stacker trailer uh, at one point, and I don't know how I got up there. And somebody peed on a different trailer <laughs> off of it. It wasn't me. I, I remember I seeing you in the hot tub with all your clothes on. I I was in the hot tub with all my clothes on. The yeah. vision is yeah. getting clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. Do you do you do you remember? I was actually sober for that. <laughs> Uh, do you, yeah. Do you remember, uh, how they were warming up the hot tub that night? I do. Uh, I remember there was a, there was a Ford, uh, what's that thing called? The little, uh, Festiva little bitty Ford Festiva exhaust involved. Is that, is that well, the, case? the main that, well, they were like experimenting, trying to like run an engine and like use the hot tub as the coolant. I don't think they got that done. They were the main source of warming the hot tub because the pump wouldn't keep up was a Blackstone grill a bunch of empty beer cans filled with the water. They would warm up the beer cans and dump the beer cans in and then fill them back up and then warm them <laughs> on the Blackstone grill some more. <laughs> and it was, then it was, it was, it was absolutely effective. Well, it was completely <laughs> disgusting. And following yeah. that activity, someone um, bottled up some of that hot tub water 
And they I did. they they sold it as uh, Jebei hot tub water. They did. There's an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I might have uh, like I might have uh, a little bit of name recognition in our weird little paddock, um, and I'm completely ashamed of the use of all of my branding. <laughs> <laughs> you divorce yourself from all of that. Yeah, I I, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, we got to find that guy for Tolo. It sounds like uh, somebody that can yeah. help. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can assure you that you yeah. should not rent out Dalton's trailer on Tolo's. Okay. No, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a bad, that's actually a bad stacker trailer. You bought the thing for like 6,000 bucks in an auction. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I think it's cracking at the nose, but it keeps using it. Mm. Like the, like the gooseneck is coming up, coming off of the mainframe where it just flexes so much that, it, that like the metal, on the sheet metal above the gooseneck is breaking off. Oh, no. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Rains, if he approaches me, just tell, help me to. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. You, you'll know, you'll know what, if it, if he submits it, you'll know it because there's a giant, uh, there's a giant Adam Jabay waving a flag on the back, like an eight foot wide one on the back of the, back yeah. of the trailer. So. And you'll know what he means by a giant Adam Jabay. You, you'll, you'll, you'll see okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see it. It's so, as as a gag, um, Chris, the other co-founder of Good Life, made some vinyls of a picture of like Adam's face, and he made one size that was so like outrageously large and expensive that no person should have ever purchased it. But the Don't Iowa man one. did, and it went onto the back of his trailer. Yeah. It was and like Chris put one of the other ones on my semi trailer that I just bought for grid life. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was yeah. like it was like a three hundred dollar uh, sheet of vinyl that had Adam's yeah, it face like on a, it. It was like a four by eight vinyl. It was so dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Matt, so you're, a, really, you're really getting the full treatment here. You, yeah, it's, you a, really, it's exactly a really dumb. Here. It's a dumb fake IMSA, and it's more probably more fun than IMSA. So, yeah, yeah it sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Matt, uh, we're kind of near at the end of the show. Can you remind everyone what the website is? And I think there's no barrier to put your trailers if you have one onto tolos is that correct yeah yeah that's right um and uh yeah why don't you just go to tolos.com slash slip angle and we're we're running a little promo for all your slip angle uh listeners so the hosts who um put their trailers on they're going to keep 100% of the proceeds for their first three rentals. Oh. Uh, normally, you know, the Tolos ha- takes a little cut of platform fee uh, to cover our costs, but we're going to um, try to jumpstart it by um, having all uh, Slip Angle listeners that, that list keep 100% of the proceeds for their first three rentals. So there you go, Jabay. Cool. I love it. That's a nice um, little deal. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta yeah. tag, I gotta. But uh, yeah, you, but, you, you um, got, and on the conference call the other day, you guys were making fun of me, kind of that I that I have one trailer plate and t- three trailers, um, and the government <laughs> might not know right that alleged, al- allegedly, allegedly. Uh, right. So I, I might, I might need to get titles and register my other two trailers and make some money off. <laughs> you need to put that two place yeah. trailer to work, man. Let's make it happen. Yeah, dude, I got a nice 28-foot yeah. Featherlight, featherlight oh. aluminum enclosed, and I got a 26-foot flatbed you can put two cars on. They're pretty yeah, useful. Yeah, man, let's so. make it happen. Yeah, yeah there's a couple, you know, we're, we're, of course, we're early on, so we're just adding trailers to the site now, but there are a few 
two uh, car haulers around the country, especially a couple in the Chicago area. If, if uh, folks need, need yeah. some trailers. So um, yeah. we, we'd love to help kind of help you guys, um, you know, and work together um yeah hopefully we can work towards getting some people to events that are far away as well maybe we can yes uh, you know, yeah you like mentioned Laguna dots, Seca. Yeah. maybe that'd yep. be see if we can help get people out there yeah if you got an empty spot on a trailer too like let us know we can find you a buddy uh, or if you have a two-car trailer for rent we have we probably have somebody that wants to rent it so or even mm-hmm. a one car so um yeah, yeah we're going to be sending a bunch of cars to laguna so yeah yeah, and if we can kind of hook up and carpool, that sounds like you're. That's kind of one of the. That's a. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Matt and I yeah. will be easy to find at uh, at Midwest Festival because we're going to have a white, a big white BMW E46, like twice the size of a Miata, with a massive Tolos logo on it. So if you want to learn about Tolos and what it takes to host your trailer and rent it out, come find us because Matt and I will be there to, to talk to people about it. We're kind of on a mission to get a thousand motorsports enthusiasts to list their trailers on Tolos as the way yep. to start this business. Like in a few years, everybody's going to be like, Oh yeah, Tolos. It's like Airbnb, like it's Airbnb scale. Right. But we want to kind of like, I think it'd be so cool for the grid life community in particular, but the the automotive and the motorsports community to get on board and list their trailers and start making some income to cover their costs of going to races, pay for your brake pads, pay for your race car fuel, pay for your race car yeah. fuel, all that good stuff. But like, let's, let's take some ownership of, of Tolos's growth and like, you know, see it go somewhere. Well, and also this is a, like, it's a barrier to entry for a lot of people in this sport um, is, you know, having the rig and having the trailer and all that stuff. But if you got something you can tow it with, like you need to borrow a trailer, uh, this is maybe a way to do it. So, yeah, very cool. Very cool idea. I I would have killed to have a Tolos in tw- in two thousand one. I would have killed for it. So <laughs> I mean, maybe not murdered people, but like it would have been a high desire. But close, maybe. Okay. Yeah, may pretty close, yeah. pretty close. But. Thanks a lot yeah, for and, uh, you know we're um, we're of course we're early on. Yeah. So learning, growing. I'd love you know anybody that has any feedback. You guys. Um, you know, we're, we're, we want to do, we want to make this thing as, as good as possible. So I'd love for listeners to think outside the box, see if there's little things that maybe somehow are related to trailers, but things that we could do, um, that could just bring value and, and make this thing, make this thing really zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great concept and uh, unneeded piece uh, that's probably missing in this community. So. Thanks a lot, buddies. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody at Midwest Festival. We've got uh, one event between now and then. And then right after Midwest, we're coming down to Barber. Andrew, I, oh, hope, yeah. I hope that you've got some competition drivers wrangled up for us to uh, to run in the Jay Zilla field. I, uh, I know I know of a handful that I've talked into uh, to competing with you guys. So I'll, I'll definitely be out there at some point that weekend. I'll maybe drag, nice. drag my, my wife and my baby to come hang. Sounds great. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.